Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir, I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. We are your crew today as we navigate... The latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Coming up, we're going to uncover a very unique way to use your airplane that you may not have thought about in the past. That's a little later on on the big show today. But first, we have some kind of cool Fourth of July holiday uh, stories to share with our passengers today. So let's, uh, you know, it, it's July, it's hot. And uh, it's making people crazy. Is that right, Dennis? Uh, something along that lines. Uh, what is it about TSA screening that brings out the best in everyone? Ah, it's that, you know, that and a root canal, pretty similar uh, experiences. But in this case, it caused a guy to do what? Well, he took off a little bit more than his belt and shoes at the Detroit Metropolitan Airport. What did he do exactly? Took off everything. Apparently, he? he took off everything and attempted to go through the metal detector. What? I don't know if this played. I don't know. It was a little flashback to the 70s. Is that what it was, I think? It, it brings back memories from childhood, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, we, we tried to get rid of these things, I think, you know? But uh, uh, We anyway. apologize in advance for the earworm. Yeah, well, exactly. But uh, this guy basically took off all his clothes. And then uh, did did he start a fight with everybody too? And then he attacked them, or no? Did that just, was a different one. That was a different uh, thing. That, I, that's a different sure. thing. Yeah. That would be worse. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, he's attacking me, but he's naked. What's you know? But okay. I'm not going to touch him. You touch him. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what was the yeah. deal with this guy? Was he just like oh, annoyed? I don't know. It's, uh, well, according to the article, airport police and fire crews responded, determined he didn't pose a threat. Um, but uh, he was taken to an area hospital him. for evaluation. That, that's not going to do anything to anyone. I guarantee he's not hiding anything. Oh, brother. I, yeah, there's a few places, but I'm sure there wasn't very many volunteers willing to do that uh, but, well, particular cavity TSA, search. Right? There's cavity searches. Yeah, yeah. right. But, but did they ever determine why he did this or why he went off the deep end and took off all his drawers and everything or what? Airline travel does bring out the best in people. That's yeah. all I can say. Uh, so we don't know. He was just out of his no. mind. Uh, you know, or maybe after, you know, he went through the thing. Oh, you got to take your belt off. And he goes back. Oh, you got to take your shoes off. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I'll just solve this once and for all. Here's all of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it. But they let him go because they figured he wasn't a threat. He was just a little well, off his rocker, so to speak. They brought him to the hospital for evaluation. Ah. So there, there was probably something wrong, but he was definitely not like a, a threat to the airplane, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he think, may have disturbed a few uh, old ladies and young children. Well, I would guess that that could be uh, the case. But, you know, you, why do you need TSA pre-check if, if, if you're naked? You know, you zip right through. Hey, there's nothing. Don't give them any more ideas. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to, uh, have to send them through a radar detector. They just get, okay, bend over. Yep, good. Let's go. Moving on. 
that would be like that'd be like the new clear line or something maybe you know well it is clear yeah. very clear you yep we can see right through you wow all right so uh whether it was too hot just a little nutty i know uh, all the other people that were going through uh security that day i, I wonder how they felt about that or they're like oh my gosh this is a story no, i'll be able believe. to tell my grandchildren <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, or it'll be something. I'll try never try to be get a- that memory out of your head. Yeah, can't unsee it. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's it is a little bit wacky, but uh, you know, you see tensions flare at uh, at these screening things. You know, a little late for your flight or whatever. I mean, I could see somebody going off the deep end a little bit. Okay, so that was one. The other guy just ran through security. <laughs> Or went through the the thing, and then he started beating up on the TSA agents, and they yeah, didn't. That, that they didn't, didn't have go a chance. So well. Yeah, no. And the one guy was just standing there watching the whole thing. It was like, dude, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to jump in here? Yeah, no. He's you like, know, look or, at the guy. Or, he's going to kill me. No way. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to stand here. I don't get paid enough for this. I mean, it's uh, kind of how I'm not going to knock the TSA guys or gals, but. Uh, it's not like a prerequisite. You have to be like a bodybuilder or super in shape to be a TSA agent. You hear what I'm saying? Well, no. And the TSA agents are not armed. They sh- they're not normally having to deal with that kind of stuff. That's what airport police is for. But exactly. Geez. Yeah. But this guy, he, he looked like he was for, in fairly good shape. He's like, okay, yeah. I know. can think I can take all of them. <laughs> I can take them all and I can still make my flight. Screw you guys. And he almost did it. But, you know, it's kind of stupid. You think, you know, even if he would have got through them, they're going to catch up to him. They're not going to let him on a plane. So, once again, him and the naked guy ought to get together. Team maybe up. that's not a good idea. They're in, the, they're in the same psych ward now, I'm guessing, maybe, right? Yeah, maybe they're at uh, a special cell somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so there was that. And then uh, there was another kind of wacky aviation theme type story like this as well, wasn't there? What was yeah, the well, this guy actually got on the plane, but uh, was then told later on after the flight that he will never fly Spirit Airlines ever again, which I don't know if that's a punishment or Well, uh, or yeah, not, I know a but, lot of people who've flown them and have said that, but it had nothing to do with him getting in trouble. But uh, Ed says he absolutely loves him, so you know it, it yeah, depends well, what you're looking for in a play in a flight, right? Yeah, but he was actually banned from Spirit, which very likely could be the first time ever. But regardless, uh, he was vaping in a in one of the he was vaping in the boys' room. You know, but that, he that thought was, he could beat the system by vaping into a bag. So he thought that he could get around and not trip the smoke detector by blowing the vape into a bag. But it didn't work and set off the smoke detector, which, of course, causes a little bit of panic in the cockpit. They yeah. have to land the plane or find, or find out what's going on. And he was promptly escorted off and, uh, yeah, told never to come back. Well, I actually, I'm a little confused, like, why that didn't work. <laughs> now that I think about it, not that I would encourage any uh, such activity, but uh, he obviously didn't seal up the bag very good, I guess, you think? Well, if you read into the article a little bit more, it, the uh, airport police that met that flight said the man was highly intoxicated, smelled of alcohol, so he mm. probably wasn't thinking too clearly at the time. Right. Uh, you know, they kind of knew they needed to keep an eye on this this loser. Let's go ahead and say what it is. You know, I mean, that's the thing. The vaping thing, I don't care if you smoke, you vape, whatever, but a little common sense should come into play. First of all, you know that's against the law. 
And, and you know, and I wonder if he, well, he obviously tried to conceal the smoke. So he knew vaping was, uh, you know, against law as well. But I, I thought the story was going to end up being like, well, hey, it's vape. I, you know, it's not like smoking cigarettes. It's not, it's not, not the same, you know. But uh, they don't look at it that way, I guess. Smoke is smoke. Yep. I mean, anything that potentially could be interpreted as a, you know, hazard to the aircraft, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't know what it is. It, well, it could be an electrical fire under a seat, or it could be somebody puffing the jewel. Well, I don't know what what the deal is on that exactly. Smoking's not allowed because it's not well, that it's a hazard to the aircraft, is it? it no, I because mean, they used to allow it, but right. You know, from a health and safety standpoint, I don't want to be in a you know a closed tube smelling everybody else's tobacco smoke. I don't. And they did find now that they haven't been smoking on airliners for what twenty, thirty years now, Mm -hmm. they found that uh, they have a lot less problems with maintenance on them. Uh, They used to have a lot of problems with the pressurization system because all of that uh, tobacco tar and soot would collect on the outflow valve and cause the valve to stick. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Imagine going and having to clean that. So, you know, if it's sticking to the equipment, uh, what's it doing to the passengers? Well, true. But vape, vaping is just like uh, water vapor and like essential oils. I mean, or something, isn't it? Like, Well, there's other stuff in there, too. There's uh, like uh, propylene glycol. It's oh, basically antifreeze, uh, yeah. which helps carry the stuff and makes the, the vapor. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I it, it's chemicals. I don't really want to be sniffing them unless it was my choice. And yeah. I choose not to do that. They have a tendency to make them smell like something more pleasant now, but still it's it's kind of sickening if you're not into that kind of thing. So, yeah, regardless, uh, you're not supposed to do it. You shouldn't do it. And, you know, you're kind of dumb if you, you attempt it. So, uh, I don't know. So this guy's going to start flying Delta in American and, you know, now. I hope not. <laughs> I, still I mean, want what is the, his choice? Know. He just can't get the spirit now. I mean, he's going to, I mean, when they ban you from, uh, does he get put on a list for the other airlines or does he have to work his way down? Uh, I, I, he's probably going to have to work his way down. I mean, it's only or the up, federal no-fly list. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. Okay, so now you know what not to do or what to look out for. You know, you can look at this as like uh, entertainment for the travel holiday uh, this weekend, or you can just, uh, you know, file it away for a story to share with your aviation enthusiast friends. Coming up, we're going to tell you a unique way to use your plane that you may not have thought about. When the apocalypse happens, that's coming up next on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Not my color or my style. I've always preferred flying a G4. Will she fly? She'll fly. Let's load her up and bring our friends home, shall we? She flies, flies. She flies. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis, as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right, so you heard a little clip there. That was from Fear of the Walking Dead. And uh, evidently, I never thought about this when it comes to airplanes, but when the zombie apocalypse hits, uh, you can use your airplane to um, take care of all the zombies because yeah, the sound attracts them. At least this is according to The Walking Dead. And so you fire up your engines and you just spin the propeller. You know, you get a gun the engines a little bit. They'll be drawn to the propeller and they'll be slaughtered into a million pieces. And you'll survive to uh, continue the human race. So there you go. Another use for your airplane that you probably never thought about. But it may save you in the zombie apocalypse. The question is, can you use the airplane afterward? Well, in their case, they said no. Said it fried okay. the engines and and that you know when you get all the human guts in there and stuff like that, you know. But I um, imagine the uh, the body would probably cause a little resistance to the prop too. Might have nicked the prop just a tad, I'm guessing. But uh, you know, they just showed steam coming off of it, you know, and that kind of thing off the engines. It looked like a Baron, by the way. Okay, so it was a twin twin engine, twice as many zombies. Makes sense. You know. Hey, we'll have to talk to our buddy Baron Pilot and see what he thinks about that right. as a use for his plane. Maybe yeah. we can demonstrate. You thought uh, two engines are better than one when you're flying over water? Well, keep that in mind for the zombie apocalypse, too. You know, you're Mooney 201. You're only going to be able to handle one or two zombies at a time there, Dennis. So just, uh, you know, keep that in mind. But uh, good stuff, maybe. You know, it's our job to share these little nuggets uh, with our with our passengers so they you know can file them away accordingly this one might end so up going we'll in add trash. that to the the rules of cardio and double tap right okay exactly always have a twin engine airplane right uh so anyway but it, but it's a good story to share with your pilot friends right. next time you're you know having your hundred you know hundred dollar hamburger 
hey, by the way, you know, you can use that plane to kill all the zombies. Did that come up with your little uh, brief with greatness there uh, last week? Didn't you meet somebody pretty big? Up there uh, actually, I didn't world? get to meet him. Uh, actually, my son did. Uh, we were uh, had a little brush with greatness at uh, at my home field. Apparently, uh, Mark Baker from AOPA flew in. Ah, the big cheese. And geez, uh, yeah. my son happened to greet him when he was uh, chalking the jet and bringing out the red carpet. And, hey, Mark, how are you? He introduced himself. And he says, yeah, my dad uh, talks with uh, some of the some of your staff quite a bit. And, you know, yeah, who's that? And I said, well, we talked to uh, Tom Haynes. Oh, just playing radio. So that was the first words. It's like, hey, so somebody listens to us. Wow. He actually admitted it, and it wasn't like, oh, just playing radio. Oh, yeah, they have to maintain a distance of at least 25 feet away from me at all times. Well, the best part was he said, hey, the Just Plain Radio Mooney's just down the hangar row. And Mark just starts laughing. He's like, oh, really? I figured it was either here or at Lakeville. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of neat that uh, Mark pays enough attention to know where we are. Yeah, he has pity on us. God bless him. (laughs) Well, no, that I I kid, but uh, we appreciate it, obviously. All the support we get from AOPA is nice. And when we're out and about, uh, you know, whether it's through Austin you know, Dennis's son, it, it's nice to hear from our passengers every now and then. They uh, appreciate what we try to offer up every week. Uh, you know, you know, you know is it, is it, where else are you going to get, a, you know, news that you can use your plane to kill all the zombies, right? Not I don't think here, there's, folks. I don't think there's any other medium out there that does what we do. And there's a reason, because they don't want to, and they're way smarter. But regardless, it's still, it's one of the things that we can do. Now, you also had a... Uh, well, you were you got to witness uh, a friend of yours. What first solo flight? Is that what it was, or what? Yep, one of Austin's coworkers uh, was is in, was interested in learning to fly and was is looking to go to school for it. And so we offered to take him up for an intro flight in our plane, and we barely landed. And he's like, "I'm hooked." You know, uh, we wound up getting him set up with uh, one of the local FBOs and yeah. an instructor, and he started flying and. We actually got to be there to watch his first solo. His parents actually came out to the airport and hung out with us uh, at our hangar as uh, as his son as the son was doing you know four laps around the pattern and it was it was really fun for them to see you know his accomplishment for us to see that milestone of a you know somebody that we took for that first flight and to see them actually do something with it compared to what's been happening for the last seven years. Now, when you took him out there for his uh, first flight. Was that the plan? I mean, did you think he was going to get the bug immediately, like he had shown some interest in wanting to become a pilot? Or did you say, hey, I got a plane. You guys want to go for a quick ride? And then it kind no, of snowballed. He works with my son, so there was also, you know, already a little bit of interest there because he works at the FBO, and he he was considering it. But uh, you know, we offered to take him up. Say, so, hey, you want to? If you're interested, you know, let's go. We'll take you for a flight. You can have the front seat and. Here we go. And that was like icing so, on the cake. As soon as he done it, did it, he was like, "Okay, this is what I it's do all this about." Again. Yeah, exactly. How long of a period of time was it before he did that first solo? I'm guessing years. Uh, probably, about, no, probably about two months. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm just kind of putting. Now you're the one that's there. setting the seven year record. Yeah. Well, once again, it's about the journey, not the destination. Dennis, how okay. many times do I got to say that? You know, it's a heck of a journey, isn't it, Greg? It is. Yeah, you know, I'm trying. I'm milking it for every moment of magic that i can get out of it it's just uh you know it's running out of milk or something i don't know but uh regardless yeah. no i'm i'm happy and, and that has to be very uh fulfilling very i mean it's it, you know when you kind of you know show someone 
that you're, you know, an activity like that that you're very familiar with that you know they'll love, but when you see them light up and, and like the light bulb goes off, that's very gratifying, especially now that you're a uh, certified flight instructor, you think? Exactly. I, I think the uh, the only thing that's going to be cooler than witnessing that is going to be when I solo my first student, you know, and mm-hmm. you take that person from no experience, no time at all, and all of a sudden they're flying that airplane alone. That's probably going to be as uh, changing for me as it is for them. Yeah. Just, yeah, you're just looking forward to that. You don't have anyone in the pipeline at the moment, though, right? Uh, I got one who's kind of close. Yeah. But we, we all knew that one anyway. But uh, that'd be Abby. Right. Your daughter. Okay. But she's got some previous experience. But, you know, when mm-hmm. I get that first new student that's never had any time in the plane, that one's going to be, you know, that'll be a good accomplishment. Yeah, that's where are you, you going to get that- your students, Dennis? I mean, you're well, not like associated uh, <laughs> with a flight school at the moment. Yeah, just like word of mouth kind of deal. You think at the moment, more or less. You, you know, I'm not it. actively looking for um, you know primary students right Victims, now. Victims, I mean, students, you know? right, right. Exactly. Yes, exactly. But my son's doing doing his darndest to line him up. He uh, he had a customer the other day that he was talking with, and his the guy says, "Well, yeah, I got to get a." Uh, I'm looking at maybe getting rid of my plane, but I need to get a biannual, and mm-hmm. you know, maybe. And he says, well, have you ever thought about a Mooney? And the guy's like, oh, they're so small. No, no, you should try it out. My dad and I, we have one over here. We'd be happy to take you up. And yeah. my dad's an instructor, so he can take care of that uh, biannual flight review for you. Right. So, so you yeah, give him a finder's fee kind of thing to hook you up? I might have to. Yeah. Maybe an hour of flight time or something. Yeah, sounds like a good plan. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis. We're your crew uh, this weekend as we uh, navigate the latest aviation news and information and catch up on a few things that have happened that we uh, forgot to mention uh, last week. One of them happened in your neck of the woods of Minnesota. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. Uh, Cirrus put on a big event uh, at the St. Paul Downtown Airport uh, just a couple weeks ago. They brought out uh, their Vision Jet, actually a couple of Vision Jets, um, several of the SR-22s, and all of the dignitaries. They had their uh, their former CEO, Dale Klapmeyer, was there, uh, along with their new CEO, who had been on the job only two weeks. So it was really kind of neat to meet these people up close. And uh, they did a nice little presentation just talking about Cirrus and, you know, throwing out some numbers. And the first one they threw up on the screen was 20. 20. And they were asking, you know, 20, what's 20 mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, I raised my hand and it's been 20 years since they certified the SR-20. Oh, if wow. You think okay. about it. It's been that long already. It, it just, it seems like just yesterday that the Cirruses came out and, you know, they're 500, 
airplanes a year out the door every day. Mm-hmm. So, well, did you suck up pretty, to the new guy to see if he'd take you up I in the did. Vision Jet or what? Come on. Well, uh, I tried on the Vision Jet, but uh, as it turns out, uh, our uh, local sales guy, the Gary Black that we've had on the show once or twice, right? He's gotten promoted, so now he has the Vision Jet and has to fly all over the country supporting the sales team, hmm. which means we have a new sales rep covering this territory. And as luck would have it, he's being based out of my home airport. How about that? So Jake is my new best friend. Okay. And, uh, we're but gonna, he doesn't we're, have we're the vision jet, though. He doesn't have <laughs> no, the... but he does have a 22, and he's okay. got access to the vision jet, and he's an examiner for the vision jet. So there's a chance. All right. Well, and where are they, uh... I got another inside. He learned to fly and got his complex in a Mooney many years ago, and he Ooh, hasn't okay. flown one in a while. All right. So we're going to do a, a head-to-head. We're going to go out in my Mooney, and then we'll get in the new Cirrus. Hey, everybody will be happy. Yeah, say, so here, you fly my Mooney, and let me fly the— I'm going to go fly your Cirrus. That's right. And uh, and we'll race, and then I'll see you in a couple days. <laughs> you will lap them I think the I'll keep—yeah, I'll probably beat them. Yeah, maybe. All right, look, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. It's very nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you. So I was like goofing around today in the hotel. Uh-huh. And I made you a paper airplane. airplane. Yeah. So gives you a little insight to what I do. Takeoff is my favorite part of my job. Okay. And our relationship's about to take off. Oh, I so. love that. I'm a commercial airline pilot. And women like a man in uniform. <laughs> you know, I try to work that to my benefit. Yes, well, that's just what pilots do. This is Just Plain Radio, Gregor, co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis. All right, uh, just so you know, uh, Dennis, I know you've been watching this with bated breath, but the Bachelorette, the pilot, is still in the running to be chosen uh, to get Ooh, hitched here. I'm at the so end of- excited. You've been watching that, I know. Uh, oh, yeah. But I-, I predicted the pilot was going to take it all the way to the end, and he's still in there as far as I know. Yeah, my wife makes me watch that show. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Uh, you are a pilot. I am a pilot in training, but how do we relate or compare to, you know, all the pilots out there? And you have some data to share with our passengers today that'll kind of, you know, show us where you are in the bracket, right? Well, it's kind of like pilot fun facts. You know, there's a lot of, you know, it's things to talk about at the bar if you need to bring up a conversation because, Mm -hmm. you know, pilots, you know, you know how you can tell if the pilots in, in the room, right? He tells you. Of course. So these are things that you can bring up in those conversations. All right. So, uh, you know, how long does it take the average pilot to complete flight school, you know, to get their private pilot rating? 108 hours. That's my guess. Well, no, the average is actually around 55 to 60 hours. So in your case, Greg, 
You're above average. I'm above average. There you go. See? That's not surprising. We're going to go with that. (laughs) But depending on how much spare time you have, you know, certified, getting your license can take anywhere from a few weeks to two years. It's really Mm -hmm. how much time. So you're, again, on the high end of that scale. Yeah. Because once again, I'm enjoying the journey. It's not about the destination. Right. Not about the destination. But they score it like golf, so it kind of sucks. But anyway, all right. You got a heck of a handicap. Let's just put it that way. I didn't like we didn't already know uh, how I rated in that uh, statistic. But it's average about 55 is what it's uh, 55 to 60 hours. Yep. First certification as a pilot. Okay. What what is another Which fun Which isn't bad, you know, considering the absolute minimum is 40 hours. You know, right. that's what the regulations specify. So, you know. So the more hours you have, so. just the, the better pilot you want to be. Yeah. Sure. That's how yeah, I'll yeah. Spend Extra it. practice time. Right. Okay. And then uh, what other stats do we got? So uh, how many classes of airplane pilot, uh, private pilot ratings can you get? Or how many are there? Um, I'm guessing there's quite a few. You mean like different for different airplanes and airplane types? No. Airplane types, so aircraft categories. So you have airplane single engine land, right? Twin engine. Then you have twin engine. We multi engine land. Yeah. And then here's your your dream plane would be the single engine C, and of course there's a multi engine C. So those are all different types of airplanes that you can get a private pilot certificate. So four. I counted is Four. what you just did. That's yep. all there is, really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, there's other categories of aircraft. You've got helicopters. You've got gliders. You've got uh, weight shift, um, powered lift, uh, you know, balloon. So there's other oh. categories, but those aren't airplanes. They're just aircraft. Okay. So there really is only four. That makes it sound like if it's, it's even easier for me to achieve something. That's how I'm going to look at yeah. that. You only got to hit 25%, Greg. Mm-hmm. We'll go with that. All right. And uh, so what, what else you got? So the aviation industry is actually attracting younger pilots. So, again, we're you and I are both a little bit above that curve. But uh, aviation is attracting the, the biggest, biggest single category pilots is still those of us in the 50 to 64 range. But coming close behind is the 20 to 35 range. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of growth in the in the young pilots so that's good that means that there's you know obviously they see that there's career potential that it's a good career uh they they can make a living being pilots so we're starting to attract them again cuz that was that was a problem for the longest time they're getting hip to our jive we are they just that we cool yeah can you i mean look at us i mean seriously you know who doesn't want to be us what? Wait, well, that's think not about the way, it. Look right, at what we did back right in April, Greg. Yeah, I flew from Minnesota to Florida. Mm-hmm. Then I went to Miami for a weekend and went scuba diving with friends. Then right. I came back to the air show, picked you up in Orlando after the air show. We went to the Bahamas. How else can you do that in a two-week period? Yeah. I mean, you, you sound like you're a 25-year-old traveling the world. I'm making they don't up know. for it, baby. <laughs> they don't know what you're really like. <laughs> But no, that that's cool. I mean, you know, being a pilot at school, you heard it there on the Bachelorette. Chicks dig it. You know, they I like seeing a cool. you know a, a guy in uniform. You know, and I'm sure it, it works well for the ladies too. It's a big accomplishment to be a pilot. It's impressive. You know, someone going for what they uh, you know that what a lot of people don't know. You know, when you have that certification, it just kind of puts you up on a pedestal. So it's uh, definitely an admirable thing to accomplish for sure. Okay, I get that. What else you got? 
Well, we are lucky. Uh, the U.S. is one is the best place in the world to fly. We have over 220,000 active aircrafts from jets to home builds to balloons. Plus, our country has, you know, very good government regulations. The FAA and Department of Transportation work together to make sure that we've got the best technologies, regulations, and education incentives uh, to promote pilot safety. So you think about it, you know, Lufthansa and, you know, these other airlines from Europe actually have set up flight academies here in the U.S., have U.S. instructors flying U.S. airplanes to teach their pilots. They'll send students that have never flown an airplane before over here to the United States and in six months to a year, send them back as a, a cert, you know, capable of flying an airliner. Well, is that because and it's they, better or it's cheaper? It both. I yeah. mean, we have very low cost to fly here compared to Europe. We don't have landing fees. We don't have privatized air traffic control. Mm-hmm. We've got lots of wide open space for them to be able to train. We, we're not trying to deal with multiple countries. You know, if you try to fly through Europe, how many different countries airspace are you going through? Here in the U.S., it's one. Right. You know, go out to Arizona, it's what, 364 VFR days a year if out in Phoenix. So the ability to fly uh, regularly and be able to fly, you know, and make those training dates and get all your stuff done is, is really easy when the weather's good. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida is also known for very good VFR. That's why you have so many flight schools up and down the coast. And, you know, Ed and Keith stay so busy in Orlando. Right. Um, it's because you've got good weather, you've got good airspace, you've got access to aircraft and a ample pool of instructors to be able to teach them, although we could use some more. Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't think about the U.K. thing, about crossing into other countries. It's like, you know, crossing into a, a state here in the U.S. So they are a little yeah. bit more limited in that regard. Next thing you know, you, you know, you're in the Persian Gulf or something, and, boy, you don't want to be flying over there right now, huh? So No, you don't. You actually need to avoid the Straits of Hormuz, right? Yes. So, okay, I, I get it. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, okay, what else? So on the positive side, too, the accident rate is actually declining in general aviation. Uh, the latest GA uh, scorecard uh, shows that general aviation accidents fell from over 1,500 in 2008 to only 1,100 in 2017, and fatal accidents declined from uh, 200 and almost 270 in 2008 to 185 last year. So, I mean, these are, you know, still a lot of accidents, but the numbers keep going down. That's good. And that's that's good. And, you and know, I, would I think guess, a lot of that. I would guess in 2008, too, activity might not have been as high as it is now as well. What do you think? Exactly. Because that was right at the beginning of the recession. Right. And think about what has changed since 2008. When did the iPad come out? Mm-hmm. You know, when did sure. we start to really see a push for GA, you know, for new uh, navigators in the cockpit, new GA technology, and now we've got all of this uh, experimental autopilots and things that are being put in. So we're getting much better, much more capable aircraft and easily retrofitted electronics to upgrade our older airplanes. All of that is is benefiting us to enhance safety. I like it. So uh, good. Thing. Yeah, you can blame it on technology, or maybe pilots are just getting smarter. Let's just leave that one alone and move on to the next one. <laughs> There's actually been an increase in certified private pilots uh, over the last three years. So this is from 2015. Uh, the number of pilot license issued has actually increased and is currently at its highest point since 2015. So pilot f- flying is becoming safer. More training companies are diversifying service offerings. More students can enroll into a flight school to become a pilot. And there's more opportunities for them. And we're talking about the pilot shortage. So more and more people are looking at, hey, this is a viable career. I can actually 
take out student loans, become, you know, to become a pilot and fill that dream and actually be able to pay them off. There you go. So, yeah. And, and, you know, the news that uh, the airlines need more pilots, I think, has gotten out there. And uh, more people are seeing it as, like you said, a viable profession that has a pretty good future, uh, definitely for the foreseeable future in the next 20, 30 years, at the bare minimum. All right, we got more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. You are now clear for takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Are you nervous? Uh, never flown before. Nothing to it. You sit back, be a bird. Sometimes I cry, sometimes I fly like a bird. This is Just Plane Radio, Greg, your co-pilot, Captain Dennis. We are your crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information and share a few little tips of what it's like to be a pilot, where you fit in the big scheme of things on the latest stats. we got three more little elements to share, I believe. Is that right, Dennis? We do. So the, with the third one from the end here is that there's only 6% of the world's population has actually ever been on an airplane, let alone flown one. So think about that. Of the 7 billion people on this planet, only 6% have ever flown in a plane, hmm. now, which you, makes you mean pilots a, an even smaller percentage. Yeah, I was going to say 6% of the population on Earth? On Earth, the whole world. Wow. 
That that is really low. I would have thought it'd been a little higher than that, but I guess when you take in all these third world countries and everything like that, well, what is it in the U.S.? Do we know? It'd be, be it'd be better to know in the U.S. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wish I had that stat, but I would I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know maybe thirty to forty percent. Yeah, I, I'd put my number around that maybe. But uh, okay, so then obviously pilots are a much smaller percentage, which makes you even more special. And being a part of an exclusive club, and once again goes. Well, up we're not to, exclusive. We'll let anybody in. That's the best part. There's nothing stopping you. From don't being a pilot. say that. Pilots are superheroes. It just uh, you know anybody can be one if they want to do it bad enough. Is I think is where how we want to pitch that right. That's exactly it's where it's a I was superpower. To go with that. Yeah, that's what I'm going with when I, once I get my cert. All right. So uh, what else? A couple more, right? So. It well, you know, we talk about it being a superpower, right? But mm-hmm. you know, most pilots don't consider flying to be a job. You know, it, it's actually something they look forward to doing. I suppose you know, after time, it can be a bit repetitive, but still, the fact that you get into an airplane and you can take off and go fly somewhere—it's certainly a lot less uh, of a job than you know, going out and uh, you know, doing road work or something like that. You True. Know? A uh, great view at the office, that's for sure. Exactly. You can't beat it. And then, you know, being able to jump in the plane and three hours later being on the other side of the country or, you know, eight hours and being on the other side of the world, you know, what other job gives you that kind of benefit that you can leave from New York City and wake up in Shanghai, you know? Yeah. I, it's so true. And get paid to do it. Right. You know, it goes with anything where you're making your passion your profession. You know, the trick, though, is once you do that, you know, you don't want to have. Uh, you know that uh, that job suck all the fun out uh, out of it for you too. So you got to do a little bit of. Sometimes you got to you know make a little mental adjustment. But boy, you're starting in a pretty good spot where most people are pretty envious of the gig that you have. Yeah, and well, I mean, just, take a look at your mailman. You know, generally you don't see them going for a walk or a jog after they get home, right? But how many pilots do we know that work for airlines that then go home and build their own airplane and then go fly it, like yeah. our friend Jim? You don't hear about people going, you know, piloting or like like going postal. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Right. Every so, now and then a flight attendant might grab a couple beers, pop a slide, but, you know, that's right. about the extent of it. Someone may run through TSA naked, but, uh, hey. Hey. Pick a fight, whatever. But, see, they're on the ground. But they weren't the employees. Right. They weren't the pilots. They were the passengers. They weren't the pilots, right. So, anyway, uh, good stuff. All right, one more little tidbit I think you have, right? So, the last but least, you know, pilots, it's it's a very interesting uh, profession in that you never stop learning. You know, we say that a lot, but if you think about it, there's not a single pilot out there that hasn't, you know, picked up a book or added another rating and continually trying to improve themselves and become better. I mean, the FAA makes it mandatory that you have to do that biannual flight review, but still, every pilot I know of wants to do more. They want to learn a different airplane. They want to learn more about the latest tools. They want to get another rating, whether it's an instrument rating or a flight instructor certificate. It is one of those unique hobbies that you can always want to do more. You never, ever kind of hit a stop. True. Yeah, as uh, Flight Training Magazine student pilot. says uh, right there at the top, a good pilot's always learning. I mean, that's our exactly. slug line for the magazine, you know, so it makes sense. And uh, and it, it's so true. Yeah, you, it, Once again, I guess it goes back to uh, it's about the journey, not the destination. You're always looking to get a little bit better, do this, do that, whatever. Uh, that will only make, uh, you know, the journey that much more fulfilling. So you've never quite arrived. 
How do you like uh, looking at it like that, Dennis? I like it. You do? Okay. It makes it feel glamorous, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it makes me feel much less, you know, uh, bummed out that I don't have my cert yet. Well, all we need to do is set up that phone call with Tom, get you connected with AOPA's medical department, and they'll start telling you what, what you need to go ask from your medical examiner, and we'll get that paperwork going. Well, it's going to happen. We are it's going to happen. It's yeah. got to happen. It's going to happen uh, eventually, for sure. I mean, your flight instructor already sent you a link to this, the uh, online ground school, so you can order that and get working on it. That's hint, true. Hint, nudge, nudge. Yeah, who is that again? Yeah, that, yeah. some guy. Some guy. Some CFI is trying to drum up business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll have to, we're going to have to check that guy out. You know, he's, he's probably off his nut wanting to teach me. But anyway, regardless, uh, we just got a couple minutes left, but we do have time to sneak in one drone story because we haven't covered one yet uh, today on the big show. So what is, this is in Japan, right? Yeah, and this one, Greg, is really going to bum you out. It's a major what? buzzkill. Mm. Yep. Japan has recently passed a law that prohibits operating a drone while drunk, and it could lead to a year in prison if you do. <laughs> really? Um, more sake in your, in your DJI Phantom, I guess, huh? Interesting. All right, so no flying while, in- <laughs> let's see, no drone flying while intoxicated. They don't care if you're flying an airplane. No, I think that applies to airplanes too, yeah. but... Well, but, uh, that, here's they, they say, we believe that operating drones after consuming alcohol is as serious as drunk driving. Hmm. I don't know so about apparently that. Apparently, they don't want you, you know, flying that low level through a crowd and, oh, look at me, watch this, because you're, you know, a little tipsy. Here, hold of a beer. Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> That's my best Japanese accent that I got. I'm having a feeling that this has been going on all weekend for the 4th of July. Because, you know, we're in the USA. We're not in Japan. So we can get away with it for now, I guess, right? And on that disturbing note, we'll uh, wrap it up. Till next time, remember there is no better high than learning to fly. Just Plain Radio is brought to you by JustPlainRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plain Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlainRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plain Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What's up, everybody? I'm News. The opinions you just heard on Just Plain Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlainRadio.com.